independent. You know it. You love it. You can't live without it. Rockland World Radio. And as always, I'm on Facebook. Okie dokie. And it's November. Yeho. There went October in a flash. Welcome to the Sassy Show. I am your ringleader because social media is a circus. I think that's going to be my tagline because I was trying to think of what like a tagline I could actually have. I think that's going to be my tagline. I am your ringleader because social media is a freaking bleeping circus. <laughs> because it is. Because a lot of people just don't know how to freaking use it. And that's when it becomes a circus. So let's see what we can talk about today. Hmm. All right. So I'm only going to be on Twitter for a little while just to give you a little taste of my live show. Ta-da. It's live. Um, you can follow me on Facebook right now. You can just look up my name, Stephanie Dolce. D-O-L-C-E. Woohoo! I know how to spell it. And you can look me up, and then you can follow me on my Facebook page. It will just be right there on my Facebook page. Um, or later on, I will take it from my YouTube channel, and I will put it on here on Twitter for you to watch it from YouTube. Or you can listen to it. If you don't want to watch me, you just want to listen to it, I'm on uh, Spotify and Radio Public and a couple other ones. So, there you go. Alright, so, let to talk about, let me see. So, let's talk about social media and athletes, because that seems to be a very hot topic lately, as to, like, what they don't understand about how it works. So, and we'll use Jamal Adams as my perfect example, okay? So, we all know that, like, I mentioned it on the show, like, a couple months ago, well, a month ago, when he took off the New York Jets and the LSU from his social media platforms, and, like, the media went, like, ballistic, because, oh my god, he took it off! What does this mean? He took it off, and everybody made a story out of something, because he took it off, because there's no really reason for him to have taken it off. Other than the fact that maybe he was trying to hint that he didn't want to be on the Jets anymore. Because that's what everybody was saying. But, so, he started that, and then things went quiet after maybe, like, yeah, two weeks. I think everybody then pretty much forgot about it and moved on from it. So then, let's speed forward to, I believe, mo- Monday to, so Monday, Whatever. The trading deadline was, I think, Monday, right? Um, I don't even remember because it was so long ago. All right. To me, it was a long time ago. A week goes by very quickly in my life. Um, and so he said that on last Friday, he sat down with the coach and he sat down with the general manager and they want to keep him, blah, blah. He wants to stay here, blah, 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 blah. You know, the whole nine yards. Okay. And then... You know, the news reporters that cover the team are reporting all over Twitter because that's where they mostly go. So the news reporters are on Facebook. They are on Twitter and Instagram. So all sports athletes are on Twitter and Instagram. Some of them are on YouTube. Some of them are now on TikTok. Not that many. But hardly, and some teams are still on Facebook, I have to say. I do get some news from Facebook every once in a while. Um, but it's Twitter and Instagram for athletes. That's where they mostly are. Okay. 
So all the reporters are saying, oh, he, you know, he, they fielded calls from, from Dallas and blah, 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 blah. All right. So then, you know, as good as the GM was, he had a press conference that same day after the, after the trading line was over. I think that was Tuesday. And he had one and he said that he, he's not, he just, he just took the call because as a good GM, you're supposed to take the call and we're not trading them and blah, blah, blah. All right. You would think that the situation would be over with. No, because what does Jamal do? He runs to social media, all emotional, because who knows what, who said what to him. You now his agent's probably going to say one thing. The management team's going to say another. The Jets are going to say another. So he's got all this information, and he's all emotional. So yeah, let's go to social media, because that's the smart thing to do. So what does he do? He tweets that the GM and the coach threw him under the bus basically they threw him under the bus they talked behind his back blah 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 they stabbed him in the back whatever and then he tweets another tweet that says he wants to stay here he doesn't want to leave he wants to be part of this team okay two things if you were so emotional where you couldn't talk to the coach and find out what happened and you couldn't talk to the gm you should not have talked on social media because what athletes don't realize is the easiest access to you now in 2019 is on Twitter. That's why I tell I should, I tell you all athletes all the time: do not go on Twitter. Disaster. Total disaster. Twitter. Total disaster. Because all the reporters are following you, and every time you tweet something, it gets screenshot. So they keep it. They have it. They have access to it. They can look at it. Whether or not you decide to quote-unquote delete it. It's too late when you tweet it. That's my point. So you should never sit there and think that that's the place that you want to end up going to. To air out your grievance. So many people do that, but athletes do that quite a lot. (laughs) Quite a lot. I just made up my own grammar. They do it often. A little too much. Because if you were emotional and you couldn't talk to you couldn't talk to the people who you should have talked to about it, you don't want to go on social media and talk about it because you don't have the facts. And now what does the New York media do? Well first of all, in here in New York we have two football teams that are not performing well. They need juicy stories. They need something to write about. So now they have created this agenda that they're going to keep badgering Jamal until he answers the question as to, did you speak to the coach? Did you speak to the GM? Why did you speak to the owner but not the GM? Why did you speak to the owner and not the coach? Are you focused on Sunday for Sunday? And all of this stuff's going to swirl you. So now you've got your story. And then he went on social media again and said he's over it. Well, if you said that you were over it on social media, then shouldn't you have talked to the coach and the GM? Because the reporters, like I said, are following you on Twitter, taking every single word that you have said, maybe taking it out of context, maybe reading between lines that aren't there, but they are going to badger you because that's what New York media does very well. They will badger you and hunt you down and haunt you until you answer the questions, until you actually have spoken to them, until the story is totally over with because... According to them now, the story is not over yet because you haven't spoken to them yet. But 
you have a game Sunday. So my advice has always been get off Twitter. Just shut it down for a little while. Don't even bother going on Twitter because you may retweet something that they may take they may take as a misconception that you're retweeting something and take it as Oh, see, look, he does want to leave. He's not being truthful. Look, look what he's doing. He's he's telling us that he feels this way. But you may not feel that way. So many times, like in general, when people like tweet things or post things on Facebook, like, um, you know, uh, God, the one like the one time like I posted something um, about like, you know, about feeling sad or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was something along those lines. But it was just... It was along those lines. People thought I was t- I was posting about myself when I was just posting in general. Like so many times, people think that you're talking about somebody else when you're really not. But see, athletes understand that that's how it works. You get off social media. If you're too emotional to talk to people, you should be too emotional to be on social media because that's going to come back to bite you in the butt. And especially that tweet that said he wants to stay here and be on this team. So he's due for an extension in December. Let's say they offer him, I'm just going to throw out a number. Uh, it's probably the wrong number, but I'm um, just for my point. $80 million. And he says, oh no, I'm not worth that much. I'm worth this much. So now I'm leaving. So see, so, but then why don't you tweet that you wanted to stay here? See, you can't, you can't tweet things that are going to come back to bite you later on. And that's what's happening. You tweet, and look at look at the other Jets player that posted the other thing. That's the other thing the athletes don't get. You are not supposed to post your MRI results, x-rays, your medical condition, notes from the doctor, notes from the team. You, you, you're, when you do that, you're making the organization look bad. You're also making yourself look bad professionally. You also got to remember, when you're on social media as an athlete, you are the brand. You end up making your brand look unprofessional. Not not a well good, you know, spokesperson either for a, for products and services because who would want to hire you if you're going to bash them next on Twitter? Say like for example, if they hired you to, you know, I don't know, promote I'll use my favorite thing, coffee, you know. And then you bash the company two weeks later on Twitter. Do you think they're going to want to keep you? No, you can't do that. And regular folks can't do that either, by the way. And I wrote a whole entire book about it. I have a whole list of people who tweeted things on Twitter and got fired from their jobs. And most, some of them are mostly celebrities too. Because you can't, that's not what it's there for. And I will say this, your agent and your management team know squat about social media. They don't know anything about social media. They may say, oh, no, well, we took we, we took marketing in college. And I'll say to this, yippee do da day. Because that marketing class that they took in college has no bearings on how social media works. That's how PR works. That's how it works for TV and newspapers and magazines and press releases and public relations and talking to people and all that kind of Social media is its own monster. It's its own marketing. It's its own. It has its own ways of marketing. You can't market the same on social media that you would do in a newspaper, or that you would do on TV, or that you would do somewhere else. It's its own. It, it has its own rules, and that's why you have to know who you're hiring. And I can tell you, all the athletes should look at their teams 
and see exactly what they're doing, what are they supposed to be doing, and are they doing it the right way. Because, like I've said many times before, other celebrities have tweeted it too, that they found out that their team bought fake bots, bought fake views, bought fake likes because they wanted to keep their job and they wanted to make it look like they actually were doing something when they weren't doing anything. And you can buy mostly anything now. You can buy fake views for your YouTube videos. You can buy fake likes on your posts. You can buy fake followers who can follow you everywhere. And it's cheap. It's not expensive. So you have to be careful when you're doing that kind of stuff, especially when you're a celebrity and athlete. You can't have your team just get, tell your team, okay, yeah, go boost my, my YouTube video. And then they're going to go boost it, all right? They're going to go for $25. They're going to get a thousand likes. Or for $150, they're going to get, you know, 2,000 views. So then they're going to spend, like, you know, hundreds of dollars to get you a million views when it's all fake views, not real. And that happens. But the whole point, again, is if you're too emotional to talk in person, you don't air your dirty laundry out on social media. And that goes for everybody. It makes you look bad. And I can tell you, college kids who are going, or A, who are going to go to college, I'll say high school seniors, have to really watch that. They really have to watch that. Because it can happen. And it has happened many, many times. Where a kid got their scholarship taken away from them because of what they posted online. And they have people now in the offices of colleges that do this. They look into people's social media. And you can delete it all you want. You can you can change your name. I love when people go from, you know, John Johnson to, oh, I'm John Andrew. Guess what? When you go in and you look up John Anderson or John Johnson, that's what I said, John Johnson, all your social media stuff comes up, even though you cl- you changed your name to John Andrew. Now all of a sudden, now you have your middle name. It doesn't matter. They can still find you. You can't change your name and expect people not to find you. It it doesn't work that way. Social media, the algorithms are too smart for you because it's it's artificial intelligence. It's too smart. Google is very smart, by the way, too. And you can also find pictures that you posted from Facebook and probably Twitter and all the other places um, on Google. All you have to do, all you have to do is go into Google, and I think you put Google, oh, you just you just go through Google Images, and then you put your name in it, and then things pop up. So everything that's associated with you comes up eventually. It may take a couple pages, but you will, you'll, you'll be there. Like, I can find most of my stuff uh, on Google. So everything is recorded. And people take screenshots now of what you post. They take screenshots. There's other ways that they keep what you post on their cell phones, on their other devices. So whether or not you delete it, like, you know, maybe an hour later or whatever, people already know what you said already. It's a ways to delete it. It's, it's been out there. So the best thing to avoid that is to not go on social media when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're sad, you know, 
when you're emotional. Because you're going to end up saying something that's going to come back later and bite you in the butt. And it happens for everybody. I've seen divorce lawyers use Facebook, especially Facebook for divorces, because exes go after each other on Facebook. Oh, my ex is a bleeping bleep. Guess what he did? He did this, and, th- and then they go through a whole list. Oh, well, guess what appears in the court? That post. To make you seem like you're an unfit mother or an unfit father. And you're unfit, and you're, you, can't, you can't parent, and you can't do this, and, and, this is, and that's what they show. And then he doesn't deserve to have the money because, oh, and that's also what insurance companies do, too. You know, when you're trying to get, like, um, workers' comp or insurance or disability insurance, and then you post a dumbass picture of you on the beach, jumping and swimming and all this kind of stuff. It happens. I've seen it happen, and I've written about it many times. Because people don't think. They just think, oh, it's social media. I'm just going to post my life away. No, it's not a diary. It's a network. You have to think about that. You have to think about it in that term. It's a network. It's not a place to do that. But anyhow, so I will quickly talk about Instagram. If you don't know by now, and you are a business on Instagram, there is a new... There is a new um, business page. It's called Creator Account. If I were you, I would get it. Because, because it is going to give you and your business more insight to who is your audience, how you should post, who you're posting to, and the days and times that it's good for you to post on Instagram. So that's one of the ones that I would definitely use. I would also be using and doing a lot more Instagram stories. If you're not doing Instagram stories, you're really missing the whole point of Instagram. The whole point of Instagram is the stories. It's not the posting anymore. And can people stop using 30 hashtags? If you haven't noticed looking at your posts, after you use 30 hashtags and you only have maybe like 40 likes, the hashtags aren't working anymore. The 30 is done. It's dead. The magic number is a lot lower. It's not 30. You don't put it in the comment section. It's not working anymore. Now, some people may get a high engagement and think, oh, it's still the hashtags. Now, you're probably getting high engagement, most likely, because your content is really superior. Not because you're using 30 hashtags. If you're doing awesome content, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get awesome engagement. The two of them go together. And if you're not using TikTok, I would. It's a really cool app. I like it. I do. I like it. It's fun. You can take video and then post video, but you can only do, let me see how, uh, uh, I will turn it on just quickly to look. Um, 15 seconds, let me just turn it on here. Uh-huh. A lot of people do videos, by the way. Um, you can also do slideshows. Okay, so you can do either 15 second burst. You have to do, it. the minimum is 15 seconds. The maximum is 60. You cannot go over 60. So what you can do is you can do a 30-second video, you know, and then take it and then use that, save it to your device, and then use it for your Instagram story. 
because it's really awesome and it's a great tool to use for Instagram story because you can do you can create it's a great creator tool that's why I liked it for and you can make slideshows so you can pick your pictures that you have on your device you know 10 pictures then you can put music to it GIF on it um, you know words on it hashtags um, explaining what it is and then you just put it out there and then people then come and like your you know your slideshow video and then people come and comment and all that kind of stuff but then you can take that and you can turn that into a post on Instagram or a story on Instagram so they work together or you can take it and put it as a story on Facebook but it's already but see the whole point is you just created it on TikTok and you don't have, you, you don't have to recreate it now to post it somewhere else but notice how I said you're going to take it and then physically post it on a different platform. Don't do the dumbass thing, which everybody does because they're lazy. And because Instagram lets you go on Twitter. Instagram lets you go on Facebook. You know, and then just take it and then post it directly there. No, 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 no. You should be live posting on each platform because that's how you're going to get organic reach. Like this morning, I was telling, I told three of my clients their stats. So I'll just share some of them with you. With one, with one of them, when I when I took over his page, he barely get. We were lucky if we got one to three shares of people sharing things. By the by, yesterday I had three hundred and eight shares for a whole month for him. That's how much of engagement he's been getting. All because I'm live posting on his Facebook page, even though I schedule it on Facebook within Facebook, he's getting all of that engagement. Another one of my clients got five likes, five new posts, people that like his like his page, five new page likes, I should say. He's a dentist. Let me tell you how hard it is to get dentists to follow people, to have people follow a dentist. It's not easy. But he also has 100% organic reach, and his reach went up, I believe I wrote 35%. Or maybe it was 64. No, that's the other one. So the other one went, so this other doctor that I, I do his Facebook page, he went up 64% with his engagement, with his post reach, and his post reach. And 95% of that's organic reach. I only did one ad for him, so 5% of that came from the ad that I did. But those are important stats to know. So when people tell you that like the organic reach is dead on Facebook, they're lying, and they don't understand how Facebook works. Because Facebook works. Facebook works when you post organically right on the page. You're not sharing it from Instagram or sharing it from Twitter or sharing it from another app into Facebook. You're physically on Facebook because then Facebook then sees that you're an active user and they only help those who are active users. They're not going to help you if you're using like the um, uh, one of those uh, schedulers and then you schedule a Facebook post to go on Facebook. No, 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 no. They have a scheduler on Facebook. So there's no need to do that. Um, and they're not going to help you if you, even though they own Instagram, they don't want you to keep going and just cl- and just clicking the, the, the model, you know, the little blue little thingy and sliding it over. No, they don't want to click. Don't, don't click that thing. They want you to be on Facebook. They want you to look at Facebook. They want you to see what's happening on Facebook. That's the point. So you're not going to get organic reach when you're sharing it directly from Instagram. You're not going to get organic reach when you're sharing it directly from Twitter and vice versa. It's not going to happen. You need 
to physically be on that platform in order for it to work. And that's how it works. Same as, I will say, um, Instagram. Instagram works when you're an active, when you are an active user. And by active, what do I mean? Not just posting and not just doing your own stories. Remember, it's not about you. That's not, not what social media is about. It's about networking with everybody else. So, what do you need to do? You need to then scroll and like other people's posts, comment every once in a while on something. You can even comment with an emoji. You know, happy face, uh, thumbs up, whatever. Just pick something. You know, you know what, pick whatever emoji you like and comment with that one. Um, you got to do that kind of stuff because then that makes you an active Instagram user. Not just posting. It's not just about you. It's about networking with everybody else on the app. That's what Instagram is. Um, TikTok is kind of different. I don't really... I haven't really, like, networked with anybody, really. I have gone and liked their stuff. So, other people's videos, I click the little heart thing that they have that I like it. I follow other people, and then people start following me, and I use the hashtags that are the hot ones on it. But it's a little bit different. So, it's not the same as Instagram. Um, Same as LinkedIn is not the same in terms of engagement and all that different stuff. You know, engagement and content. Because the content is totally different. It's all business-like. It's all, biz- it's all related to business on LinkedIn. You shouldn't be doing... And then that's also another thing. You shouldn't be taking st- your, your Facebook posts and then just applying them to LinkedIn. You should be... You should look to see what other people are posting on LinkedIn and figure a strategy where you can stand out on LinkedIn. You know, tagging people is important on LinkedIn if you can tag people. Um, using the correct hashtag um, on on LinkedIn is important. Um, all this kind of stuff is important for LinkedIn to work. Like when I go home right now, I have to post for a client on LinkedIn. So he just released his website. So because he released his website, guess what I'm going to be posting about? His website. Because what's going to happen? People are going to click it. People are going to click it. They're going to go to it. He's going to get clicks. But I just don't post the website. I make it a bit.ly where I can where I can measure how many people are clicking on what people on what pages people are clicking. And then I'll know what people actually like for me to post for him because he's a new client so I have no idea yet it's a whole new it's it's a whole new thing now it's a whole new world I gotta figure out what his world is what he like what people his audience likes what his audience doesn't like what his audience wants me to post what his audience doesn't want me to post and I can tell that in probably like two months time sometimes three because right now the holidays are coming up so it's kind of it's different but it's LinkedIn so a little bit easier because there's no noise like there is on Facebook and all the other ones and so that pretty much wraps up today's show if you have any questions or comments you know where to find me I'm pretty much everywhere (laughs) and yes so we'll talk about the circus next week I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll find something to talk about because there's always something to talk about about social media. Facebook changes, 
I can tell you there's going to be changes. Um, business pages have changed, if you haven't noticed, so we can talk about that. And somebody will always give me something to talk about. And that's a wrap. So have a great weekend. And don't forget, daylight savings time is finished. It's over. So turn your clocks back one hour t- tomorrow night before you go to bed. I'll see you next Friday. Bye, guys.